This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 95th episode of Talk Direction. We are so close to 100, it is insane. Wow. Like, I really, I was like looking and I was like, would it match up with Harry's album release? And we'd have to do like extra episodes every week in order for it to match up. So it's not going to end up being the 100th unless we somehow make it to be. But I was also like, this is probably the most stressful time of the year. So adding in extra Um, episodes seems a little impossible. But I'm sure we'll make episode 100 great whether or not it's after Harry's album release. I'm sure he's going to be doing fun things all around the album release, so... Yeah. It'll be a good one. Um, but honestly, I actually, right now, I feel kind of stressed because, and Kara and I were talking this before we started recording, <laughs> there's just been so much Harry stuff lately. And like, you know, last year we got like zero Harry stuff. It was like, I just saw someone today call it like the 2016 drought or something. I yeah. Was like, that is so true. Like it, it has like, and now all of a sudden, all of this stuff is flooding at once. And I'm like, and you've seen based on our episodes, the length of them every time they get longer and longer and longer because we are struggling so much to try to fit it all in because there's just so much to talk about. The fact that we could still talk for two hours on the basis of like maybe a candid Harry that was like a candid Harry photo that was like snapped in the woods that was blurry like a picture of Bigfoot or something. <laughs> but now we actually have like twenty five things that we have to talk about. I know. And, yeah, you know, um, California is actually apparently technically out of drought, so I think that like Harry coming back into the oh! world brought about the end of the drought that in more beautiful. ways than one. That is so beautiful. Wow. Harry, you are a messiah? Is that the word? I would I would say so. <laughs> Sounds good. Just start this episode off with a little blasphemy. That's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, like, also, like, not only we're getting so much stuff, like, I have to, like, process it. And yeah. I think that, like, we're so not used to getting so much stuff anymore that, like, my brain has forgotten how much... I know. One, that I love Harry Styles, because, I mean, it's always there, but it was, like, more like a dull, just, like, you know, it's just, like, kind of like a... And like by a, dull throb, you mean, like, a full-on blast all day, yes, every day. Yes, <laughs> that's the thing. It's, like, a giant crystal that's, like, just under the surface, but now it's, like, a giant crystal that is, like... Full of, like, 20,000 spirits or something. And it's just, like, so much, and I don't know how to react. Like, one hairy quote, like, that's why I couldn't read all... Well, I guess we'll get into this, but whatever. (laughs) Um, I say that, and then I still go on to it. But, like, I couldn't read the Rolling Stones article until last night, because I was seeing the quotes, and, like, even just seeing some of the, like, picked-out quotes was too much for me. And, like, reading them, I was like, okay, I need to process this. I can't read it all at once. It's just too much. It is. It's so much. And then, like, going into episode planning, it's like, okay, how do I make this so that it's under two hours? Or, like, how do I make sure we get to talk about the things we want to talk about most? But, and that, and that kind of means cutting out stuff, which is really hard because literally yeah. we could talk about every detail, like, forever and ever. Um, yeah. so 
what's going to happen today, I'm prefacing this episode like this because today's episode is obviously about SNL because that happened um, ever since New York because that happened and the Rolling Stones article that came out, was it yesterday or two days ago? Uh, Monday, I think. I, Yeah, time's not a thing anymore. True. Um, so there's just been so much stuff, and we were talking about what we're going to cut down, and we're going to have to cut down on the Rolling Stone article, but luckily, hopefully next week, given, depending on what the hell Harry does, um, and if, well, oh God, we might be getting the sign of the times. Dude, like, we're probably video. getting it today. Like. Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> um, so... Depending on what happens in the next week, we're going to be talking about all the song titles, like, our predictions for them next episode. So, we're going to put a lot of the Rolling Stone stuff that had to do with songwriting and potential titles for the album and, like, his interpretation of Sign of the Times all on next week's episode. And this week, we really just pulled out some of the few basics to talk about, which has been difficult, but we're doing it, um... And we're also going to talk about more on our Patreon, too. Um, so, if, yeah. So, anyway, patreon.com slash talkdirection has a whole bunch of extra content. So, especially now, given that yeah. there's so much stuff to talk about, we are going to be talking about stuff that we don't cover on the episode over there. Last week, we talked about um, Liam and Zed collaborating um, and what we thought about that. Um, we also have really cool videos that we do. Um, Kara did this amazing Sign of the Times, like, time-lapse painting, which was so pretty and, like, calming oh, to you. listen to. Um, and I did a poetry reading the other day. So, yeah, like, there's amazing. fun stuff. But we also have done, like, testing our family on One Direction quizzes and things like that. So, um, there's a lot of cool stuff. And one of the nice features over on the Patreon is leaving us a voicemail. You can literally, like call in, record yourself, leave it to, leave it there and send it. You can email it. Um, there's a Dropbox links as drops, Dropbox link as well. Um, and today we actually have a voicemail. Um, so we are bringing back our back to you segment. guys can respond to what we write in. We have been skipping this again because of time, um, but obviously we have Twitter at talk underscore direction and email talkdirection at gmail.com. Our Tumblr's talkdirection.tumblr.com and our Instagram's talkdirection and we love hearing your voice on the show. So we got this lovely voicemail from our listener Stephanie um, and here, here it is. Hey guys, this is Steph, um, and I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and I know we've talked a bit on Patreon and Twitter, but um, I've never sent in one of these voicemail things. But you mentioned on the last episode you'd not heard of Savage Garden. Um, just as an FYI, that makes me feel super old, <laughs> because they were really popular when I was in like middle school. Um, but basically, uh, they were a pop duo in the late 90s, and I think you can definitely hear their inspiration um, in Harry's song. Um, they were really known for uh, making good ballads, um, and their songs had a lot of really good production, but often they would just pull back at points and uh, reveal just a piano or that kind of thing. Um, they also had a lot of interesting lyrics uh, and did great things with those lyrics. They were very specific and generic at the same time. Um, I think that sounds kind of weird, but um, hopefully you understand what I mean by that. Um, I guess they could just be applied to a lot of things, even though they were clearly about one thing. 
Um, they have a song called To the Moon and Back, which is a really good example of this, but their entire debut album is very good and a good example of what I'm talking about. Um, but that song specifically had a really good piano bit that goes on for about 30 seconds or so at the end, and I can definitely see um, Harry's inspiration there in Sign of the Times where it does the opposite, and he kind of builds up from just the piano bit. Uh, and you also said that how Sign of the Times was very outer space-ish, um, and Savage Garden often used a lot of outer space imagery and metaphors in their music. But now that I've talked a whole bunch about Savage Garden, I'll let you guys go, but keep up the great work on the podcast. I love listening to you guys, and you do an awesome job. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for sucking Thank this you. in. You are super sweet and um, this knowledgeable. Was, like, no, yes, like we're learning some stuff. This was so much information, and now I'm like, oh my god, Savage Garden. I actually looked up Savage Garden. I didn't realize like it was two dudes like in a band or whatever. I kind of just pictured like some cool like women singing. Yeah. <laughs> Something. This is how far off my understanding of Savage Garden was. I know. I literally thought it was like 50-year-old woman who like had a um, community garden plot together. I know. Like <laughs> singing about their like eggplants and stuff. I that mean, that's what I took, that's what I took from the title and like Karen, and I love a good title. So, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, this was really interesting and um, I like the comparisons of the long piano endings because you definitely mm. see that in Sign of the Times. Um, and also, like, the meanings of the songs. Um, you said that it was, like, they were kind of universal but, like, broad. And I definitely get that from Harry's songwriting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so this was really informative. And if you guys have anyone listening has anything to say, um, definitely shoot us a voicemail. Um, if you're a Patreon supporter, because we're always re- willing and ready to learn about um, different artists and whatever else you guys have to say, because you guys are all so smart and sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to our news segment. Um, <clears throat> Harry, as he's been out in New York City um, this past week because of SNL, um, he's been spotted and looking lovely as ever. He went to a Rangers game um, with a couple of his friends, and just some of the shots we got are beautiful. Um, there's this one where he's, like, kind of got his finger on his face, and he looks like he's, like, thinking, and <clears throat> the commentary has all been like, Harry's the best at thinking shots, or, like, Harry invented the thinking pose. Um and he's wearing his little train conductor hat. I know you had a change in heart with this hat, Kara. Yeah, because, like, I used to, like, um, <laughs> drag him for wearing his, like, <laughs> Claire's Hillary Duff, like, 2007-style um, hat. Um, but now, just seeing these pictures, like, made me love it so much. And also seeing pictures of him wearing it during um, the SNL uh what's it called rehearsals made me love it so much because he was wearing it while with the guitar and i'm just like honestly i stand this stupid conductor so much now um yeah it's so cute especially with the short hair oh wow yeah i really really i'm digging the look he's pulling it off he's bringing it back i know lots of people have been wearing them lately and i'm not too sure about them but like when harry wears it i'm just like wow yes he he did that yeah um and um We also, okay, so, like, also his whole outfit, I just, like, really, really love him, like, walking around, because he's got this, like, more, like, masculine-looking, like, t-shirt. Is it, like, an Eagles t-shirt? Is that what it is? It's a Harley-Davidson t-shirt, which is 
funny because I have a Harley Davidson uh, jean jacket that my friends oh. always made fun of me because they're like, Hair, who do you think you are? Like a six-year-old dad in like a biker gang or something? But like Harry now it's so it, trendy so. to wear and I've had it for like five years. So joke's on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you're tweeting with Harry Styles. How does that feel? True. It feels beautiful. Let's be in a biker gang, Harry. But yes. like I haven't rode a bike since I was in like eighth grade. So let's make it like tricycles. <laughs> <laughs> Tricycle gang. I'm for it. Yeah. Um, um, but he's got black skinny jeans, his, like, brown suede boots, this, like, Harley, Harley Davidson, is that how you say it? Shirt. Yeah, I mean. Um, and then, like, a black t-shirt button-down over. Um, but then, like, and so, like, so, yeah, and then, like, and then he's got his train conductor hat and, like, his circular Gucci sunglasses or whatever. And, like, and- a little... Oh, you want to say? Wait, yeah, no, I, yeah. Just... <laughs> I was gonna say. Okay. Um, and he's got a rainbow pin yes. pinned to the front of the black um t-shirt like button down that he's wearing, which is incredible. Um, obviously Harry's been quite vocal about his support for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and it's really nice to see him wearing a pin. I really want so this beautiful. pin. Like, I that's know, me so too. Cool. Um, and his pink uh iPhone. Yes! Can't forget that. Like, his accessories are spot on here. I know. So, I just, I really appreciate, like, is amalgam, is that a word, amalgam? Amalgamation? Is that what I'm trying to say? What does that mean? Amalgamation. Uh, the action process, combining or uniting, yes. So, the, um, like, the combination of the things that Harry puts on his body is just really, has a lovely effect, and I appreciate it a lot. Same. I want him to dabble into earrings next. <gasps> that would be so cool. Like some cool crystal ear- earrings or something. Wow. He should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also obsessed with one of the people who's walking around with is Glenn, um, one of his friends, and she just looked like a real babe. And I, I know. Really oh my god. I love it. It's so simple, but like perfect. I know. I, I was trying to recreate it the other day, but I don't have that same shirt, and you're like, I need, I need like the exact shirt to make this outfit mm-hmm. work. That's how I got um, those blisters on my feet, because I wore my high-heeled boots. Oh, man. I was surprised I didn't get a snap from you that was like, Caitlin, you're disgusting. Don't send me this. Oh, yeah. Caitlin sent me a snap of her blisters, her um, Puskel blisters, and it was two of them, actually. And I was <laughs> No, just, it like, was the same one, but it was a Oh, no. I meant, angle. like, two Snapchats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not just yeah. one. One wasn't enough, but um, I think that... When did you send it? Did you send it, like... At night. I, yeah. I, I can't remember if I got it, at, like, late at night or, like, right when I woke up and I was just like, I, it's too early to process this. <laughs> I'm not going to give her, I'm not going to snap or anything. I just, my brain is going to forget this immediately. Yeah, I really debated sending it to you because I know you don't like gross stuff, but then I was like, screw it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but anyway, Harry's looked nice in New York City and you guys should all go look at the shots we've gotten of him. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on to the Rolling Stone magazine. So Harry ha- is on the cover, or is he? He is, as they say, the cover star for the magazine. The cover boy. <laughs> the cover boy <laughs> for the May issue of the magazine, um, and it's online for free, <clears throat> which is really nice. Because you know, sometimes they're like, "You must like you can continue reading the article if you click here and sign up." And I'm like, "Uh, no, thank you." Yeah, they um, might as well get those ads because one person is going to scan it anyway. So yeah, I know. Um, but it's free online, and you can also find it in some stores, including Barnes and Noble, which I plan to go to after we finish recording. 
because I would like to get a copy. If I go there, do you want me to pick you up one, Kara? Um, weirdly enough, I've gotten a subscription to Rolling Stone for, from an unknown source. Like, dude, like, it, they've just been coming to my house addressed to me for the last, like, wow. eight months or something. And, like... Wait, I'm, so you got the Ed Sheeran one, too? Oh, yeah, I was gonna give that to you. I'm gonna, I'll give it to you next time I'm home. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Wow, you're so sweet. I literally don't understand. It creeps me out, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's, like, Harry because he knew he was gonna be on <gasps> Rolling Stone. Whoa. Or, like, God himself, maybe. I mean, Is like, there these are a just, difference? like, the only two options. You know, you're right. <laughs> um, so two blasphemies, I, this, two blasphemous statements on this episode. And right around Easter, man. <laughs> well, I mean, his song is a little blasphemous, too, so, like, we're just True. keeping it I, I literally am so excited to do, once the whole album comes out, like, to do, like, religious imagery and Harry Styles <gasps> song lyrics. It's gonna be so good. Yes. Wow. My I'm favorite excited. thing to talk about, honestly, though. Yep. Um, okay, so what was I saying? So I'm gonna pick this copy up because it is beautiful. Might as well um, buy 20. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're like, they're probably cheap, so. Yeah, they are. They're not that expensive. They're like $3.99 or something. Oh, God bless. Like it's not $6. like another man. Yeah, another yeah. man was like an investment. But, but it was like a chunker, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so the cover photo is Harry like looking us right in the soul. He, yeah. <laughs> he's like staring down the camera and his eyes are just beautifully green Ugh. and he's got like this moody piece of hair like coming down over oh his face. Oh my god, face. you're right. Um and the stubble on his face is just really looking good. I was lolling at that though cuz I was like <laughs> clearly cuz there was something in the article or like I forget if it was on the cover or what but it was like Harry Styles all grown up or something and I was like yeah. Harry definitely just like grew as much facial hair as he could to be on this cover and I'm like oh, oh Harry babe baby. like it's just like the tiniest of peach fuzzes it's like it wouldn't even be enough to cover a peach but it's like <laughs> but you know it looks what? really good I'm digging it, it I don't know I think it's funny <laughs> I was I was laughing to myself but I mean he still looks beautiful in any capacity so yeah, he really does. And I was I was really happy too. Like a lot of times when we get shots of Harry, the quality isn't that high, especially the stuff that ends up online. Like the quality of this, you can zoom in and like see a lot of details of his You can face. go into his pores like a what's it called? Magic school bus. Like yes! ride, you know what I mean? Oh my god, that would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> can harry audition for the part of the human body that they go into for that for the remake oh my god i could be miss frizzle i feel like me and her you have totally the same could. style you yeah really could i could be like who was the kid who was always like the one helping her um i feel like there was some dude who was like the handy helper that would or be you could me. be like the little iguana thing that sits on my shoulder <gasps> yeah i could <laughs> i could <laughs> Um, wow, we we are going all kinds of places today. <laughs> um, I also really love this shirt he's wearing. It's just the color of it really looks. Yes, it's, it's like a it's like a reddy orangey kind of salmon. No, not salmon. I don't know what I'm saying. It's like a red it, orange. Yeah, it's like a yeah. blood orange, if you will. <laughs> a blood orange, and it matches his like I don't know. His lips really pop with it because it's like all white background, and he looks kind of pale. And then we have like the pop of the color that matches. Is his lips a little chapped? Is that, like, a manly thing? Is it, like, supposed to look like he was just, like, in the woods, like, for a few days and is a little dehydrated? (laughs) Or is it just because it's so HQ that I'm just, like, looking too deeply into it? I feel like it's really HQ, but also, like, I know there's pictures of Harry's lips that look like he's got lipstick on, or, like, lip gloss on, so So I don't really know. This is a different technique. They just, like, kind of... (laughs) 
threw some sand on his lips. Gotta get a hair dryer out. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the other pictures we got in the magazine was Harry wearing this, like, long sleeve, high neck lace, oh, sort God. of like pirate slash Victoria, Victorian lady sort of ruffle vibe moment going on. I just want him to haunt a dilapidated castle with me, and that's all I want with my life. That's just truly all I want. I mean, this is such a good look. Like, honestly, imagine you're walking down a hallway, like, carrying a candelabra, candelabra and you're just like, you look in the corner, and there's Harry Styles with his frilly shirt on, and you're just like, oh my, and that's the I love story. It. I feel like it could be, like, a nightgown, too. Oh, my God. What if it is? Like, you you don't know. You literally do not know. Wow. I'm going to imagine it is from now on. Yeah. I need, like, an artist's rendition and rendering of this. Yeah. So nice. And, like, his hair, too. I'm kind of, like, starting to get used to it a little bit. Like, I mean, now now that we've seen him, like, you know, live and talking and, you know, lots of photos with this. I'm getting more used to this style and I quite like it. They, yeah. like, I mean, what do you think of his hair and all of these? Characters? I especially like the one with the, um, the frilly shirt because I think it's mm-hmm. like, it feels longer and it's like less, um, yeah. I mean, it's obviously still really styled, but it's not like pulled back and I really mm-hmm. like it just like kind of loose and tousled, tousled, yeah. I don't know. Um, and I think that, like, his hair is shorter now, um, looking at, like, the Graham Norton pictures, mm-hmm. or he just, like, pulls it back more. I think it is shorter, though. So I yeah. want him to, like, kind of get back to this length. Yeah, I do really like this length. It seems like he's cutting it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I like this one. It's got, again, those feels of, like, um, uh, Leo DiCaprio a bit. Like, that oh, yeah. type of hairstyle. Yeah, <clears throat> I see that. Um, and then we also have this one where he looks like this, like, farmer chic boy who's wearing, like, a little bandana tie thing. I love that style so much. Me too. It looks really good. And he's sitting next to a sign that says Boston, so how does oh that make you feel? Oh my god, when I saw that, I, like, almost collapsed because, I mean, um, I go to school in Boston and Boston's close to my heart, so <sighs> whenever the boys were in Boston or, like, whenever they tweeted anything about Boston... It just, like, sent a bowl of lightning directly to my heart. Um, it somehow feels like it's yours, you know? Like, I, I get yeah. that, too, like, with New York, even though I don't live there. I mean, I have gone to school there. And it kind of is, like, a city that Kara and I have both frequented a lot because Yeah, I and mean, we have some nearby. important memories there. Yeah, we do. And I'm like, whenever they're in New York, I'm like, why am I also not in New York? Like, this is, this is unacceptable. It's yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... What was I going to say? This is just looks so chill, and it looks like the kind of thing that you would, like, take of your friend, like, when you're out someplace, yes. and, like, out on, like, a day trip, and, like, you just, like, want to get them a cool picture for their Instagram or something. Yes. I agree. It's really cool. I'm glad they included it, because it looks like we could be friends with Harry. Oh, God, I know. It's, like, that in the Slumber Party pictures from Graham Norton. I'm just going to, like, start yes. a scrapbook of, like, pictures <laughs> that could be I took them. Wow. <laughs> That would be, someone finds it and they're like, what the hell is wrong with these girls? <laughs> like, we, we uh, Someone it. finds this podcast and they're going to be like, what the heck? But. <laughs> Took a trip to Boston with Harry today. Oh my god. <laughs> and had a sleepover later. It was so much fun. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then we got this beautiful shot. I can't believe we're still in the photos. This is too much, you guys. When do you um, think, where do you think we'd be by now? I don't know. So there's this next shot where Harry is in, like, an all-black oh car. Oh my freaking god. And he's 
It this is pretty amazing. He's wearing a full black like velvet. It looks like it's like velvet like pops out of the suit kind yeah. of or like something that like embroidery type look thing that has tons of intricate patterns on it. It's like Florida de lis Is that what the pattern's called? Like I don't know. Okay. Um but like I was thinking very like um like uh, what's it like? Very gothicy with the detail yes. and like, um, he's got underneath a. Is this more of a salmony pink color? I guess. Yeah, it's very um, vibrant. Very vibrant um, shirt on that has a big bow both around the collar and each sleeve, and they've pulled the sleeve bows out oh, of the jacket. Oh, is that that is? Oh my yeah, god! I thought I he was so. just like doing some like baton twirling with some like. Silk oh my god! Things. He would. <laughs> Harry for the next Miss Congeniality, am I right? Oh my god. He is Miss Congeniality, if I've ever seen one. He really is. Wow. So true. And he's wearing these um, black... Are they the boot style? Yeah, Yeah, they're the boots. Black boots with... um, I think they're Gucci. They have a buckle and a rainbow on the front of them. God! Um, And they are amazing. What do you... you, Where does your head go with this picture, Kara? This picture... Just makes me feel like it's the, like, the vampire, like, sorcerer of my dreams that, like, Mm -hmm. and he's just, like, out on a night on the town, um, and he's, like, definitely high-class, like, vampire sorcerer, um, and this is, like, a predecessor to the frilly picture because that's after he's died and has to haunt his castle forevermore, (laughs) but, um, yeah, this is, like, when he still can have, like, the earthly mortal um, you know, wiles that he wants mm-hmm. to. Um, and I just love the stupid, like, weird, like, things on the end of his sleeves. I didn't realize they were I bows. I thought he was just, like, holding, like, <laughs> scraps of fabric. I don't know. He also kind of looks like he's, like, the scraps of fabric make it look like he is also just transformed from um, a werewolf and, like, he ripped up his Ooh. clothes a little bit. Yeah. I can so. see him being, like, a Volturi. Mm, yeah. But he's, like, a nice one. <laughs> Yeah, he's the good one. That's from a Twilight reference for all of you kids <laughs> out there. Um, we should have just left it and pretended it was, like, some, I like, know. ancient, like, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, and I also, I'm interested in, like, them deciding to frame this, like, in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it has that more casual feel, and I think this type of picture harkens back to a lot of the pictures I've seen um, from, like, the Beatles, like, being super famous when they were younger and, like, getting out of the car and then you see the mania all around them and it almost looks like, like, you can tell that this person's, like, famous and, like, they're in this car and they're about to get out. It seems quite, Yeah, it's like, also a nice car, so. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was an interesting, and then you had that other casual pose. So some of them are posed more, like, in front of, like, canvases, but these are kind of more, like, in the moment type things. I kind of wish that this was like a beat up car. I don't know. I think that'd be a kind mm, of cool uh, that would comparison, be. but whatever. Yeah. Um, I know. It, 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 there is a bit of like a jarring thing where you have this kind of old timey clothing and then like this brand new car. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the price is right. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we got two other photos. Um, one of them, Harry's hair looks like he just showered again with those water themes. Um, and it's like hanging all in front of his face and you just get like one eyeball peeking through and he's got his hands up by his mouth, covering up his mouth. Um, and you can see his rings really well. Um, and there's like a nice shadow on the wall thing going on. 
Um, and then the, no- uh, the uh, next photo is also Harry with his hands up by his mouth. This time he's outside, and it looks like he's, like, got them there to keep himself warm. Like, he's blowing into them to try to, like, warm his hands up. Um, and he's wearing, like, a, a white shirt. Um, a lot of white shirts in these photo yeah. shoots. I'm into them. What do you think of these two photos, Kara? Well, the outside one, it definitely looks like it could be from, like, an adaptation of a Jane Austen novel. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, he just straight up looks like he was transplanted back into those days, and he is trying to navigate his way through love and life. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, God, I love this, like, lighting, and it just looks so beautiful. Like, it looks like it's the morning, and Mm -hmm. he's just, wow. And his eyes almost look like he's just woken up, too. Like, it has that quality to his, like, eyes. They look puffy. It might just be the cold or, like, because they're watering. But So good. It, he, both of them look really, really nice. Um, okay, so finally, we got through the photos. Uh, <laughs> um, so again, we're skipping a lot of the stuff about Harry's album title and sign of the stu- sign of the times information we got, but we're not going to never talk about it. We just figured we should hit the main points um, instead of, you know, rushing through everything. So one of the biggest things to come out of this interview, I think, and one of the things people were most excited about was when Harry talked about young women listening to his music. Um, and this is what he said about it. Who's to say that young girls who like pop music, short for popular, right, have worse musical taste than a 30-year-old hipster guy? That's not up to you to say. Music is something that's always changing. There's no goalposts. Young girls like the Beatles. You gonna tell me they're not serious? How can you say young girls don't get it? They're our future. Our future doctors, lawyers, mothers, presidents. They kind of keep the world going. Teenage girl fans, they don't lie. If they like you, they're there. They don't act too cool. They like you and they tell you, which is sick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This was like the most eloquent thing that has come out of Harry's mouth. Like, not only did he, like, completely nail it, but, like, he said it in such a, like... Perfect um, way. Perfect way. And this is a question that people, like, I think a lot of, like, boys or, like, boys around their young 20s get asked about, like, how do you feel that your whole fan base is made up of a whole bunch of girls? Like, young teenage girls who scream and are crazy. And, like, (laughs) um, which, like, we know isn't the case and is just a big misconception of, like, women and teenage girls and, like, just the the demographic of the fandom in general, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, Five Seconds of Summer were asked this, and I didn't include what they wrote, but I know it was pretty terrible what they said about, like, how they, they really didn't like that their whole fandom was made out of girls and, like, they'd rather, like, there be a bigger... I don't know. They said it... Do you remember? I think they were saying something like they wanted to... Like, it was cool when they saw, like, a guy in the crowd because it it felt more validating to them or something. Yeah. I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I think that was, like, kind of the vibe. It was... And and there's been a lot of people who have said things like this. Like, negative things. So, for Harry to, like, clap back with this beautiful... Oh, my God. Yes. What, what, like, what, what about this is amazing? 
Well, first of all, like, people, like, my friends who, um, I mean, honestly, they're all becoming Harry stands, and I am yes. so proud. Like, my friend Ripley, who is a Zane, was a Zane stand through and through, like, she was into One Direction from back in the day, and she was Zane, like, you know, ride or die, but now she's wow. like, you know what, I think I'm becoming a Harry stand, yes, and, like, convert them. I feel so validated, and I think, and my friend Rachel, who, like, you know, like, dabbles in Harry, I guess, like, she texted me about this statement because she was just like harry talking about what young women and like young fans and like was like uh like freaking out about it on twitter i mean not twitter on text um Mm -hmm. and i was just like so proud because it's something that like even if you're not like even if you're not like fully invested in harry you know how important this statement is yeah because and the fact in the article the author said like he got very animated when he said this it's not something that he's saying to pander like he truly believes it and it's not just one off one sentence where he's like you know what? Everyone like can enjoy music. Like he fully has thought yes. about this before. He is like it's completely like eloquent on like that sentence that I just said. <laughs> um, and he, you know, like I just I can't even describe how much this is meaningful to us because this is like exactly what we try to like portray with Talk Direction. Like yeah. if this could be like our headline. I know. This is it. Like, this is absolutely... Hi, this is the uh, One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. You're going to tell me that they're not serious? How can you say young girls don't get it? (laughs) Honestly, though. And, like, our future doctors, lawyers, mothers, presidents, like... I mean, he couldn't have picked better jobs to, like, list off casually. Like, doctors, lawyers, mothers, presidents. There's a lot of significance in those four jobs. Um... I just think of like, well, first of all, in the sciences, doctors are, you know, women are discouraged from being in science. Um, and like lawyers too, often people don't give like women the, the credit to be like in the right mind and yeah. not emotional and not this and that. LMAO, like, look at our president. Right, exactly. And then mothers too, I thought was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, because the women sort of get, gets like, um, the worst side of all coins, where if they aren't mothers, they get told that they should be, and that's biologically what they're supposed to do. But if they are mothers, they're like, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're a mom, you're not really doing anything, your job's not important. Like, either way, women get, like, the bad end of the stick. Um, I feel like I'm mixing my metaphors, not sure. <laughs> um, I'm just very passionate about this. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and, like, He's putting that on level with these other jobs, and it should be on level with these other jobs, you know? If there like, wasn't mothers, there wouldn't be the other jobs. Exactly. Um, and presidents as well. Obviously, we've just come out of a huge um, election period where Hillary Clinton should have been the first uh, female president. Of the U.S., and yeah. <clears throat> that fell apart. Um, and I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I really appreciate that he also included president in that. Um, So I just, I really like the jobs he chose. This is very feminist-y and beautiful. Perfect. And just like saying, I don't know, comparing to the Beatles, like he gets it, you know, like that's exactly the right thing to say because young girls were, you know, like loved the Beatles so much. And now people like kind of forget that it was like young girls who like, right drove them to fame really 
Yes, so true. And, like, I love that he says, you're going to tell me that they're not serious? Like, that they don't understand the music in the same way you do? Like, music is universal. Anyone can enjoy it. You can't tell me that, like, a 13-year-old girl isn't enjoying the Beatles or fully understanding it or fully, like, whatever. (laughs) It's like, um, okay, you... And I I love his description of the guys who are the, like, naysayers, the 30-year-old hipster guy. (laughs) He is... Spot on because the thirty-year-old hipster guys who write for like those annoying magazines yeah. um, are the exact kind of people who are like Harry Styles isn't legitimate because he just has a fan base of young women who scream. Right, but like yeah. those aren't those. That's a logical fallacy. So get out of town. Yeah. Wow. This was just like the best thing to read, and I'm like, thank you, Harry. You did it. Like yeah. this is just perfect. I need to frame um, this and put it on my wall. To be honest, no, it is really beautiful. And I also wanted to say that, and like we we get this from like our podcast. So many of our listeners like are not like the typical teenage girl that no. people assume the One Direction fandom is. Um, and I know YouTubers that sort of I feel like have a similar fan base as One Direction. A lot of times, people are like, "Oh, I know your audience is all young girls," and like but I'm, like, an older fan or something. And then they literally say, like, actually our demographic shows that most of our, like, people who watch our YouTube channels are, like, 18 to, like, 26 or mm-hmm. something. Like I feel like that's, that's probably all... the main demographic of One Direction fans, to be Yeah, honest. I agree, too. Like, I think sometimes maybe um, younger, like, fans might be louder or, like, maybe more active on Twitter or... I mean, maybe not even, but, like, in terms of YouTube, I think that's sometimes the case where, like, you, or, like, at least the public sort of grabs on to, like, these younger people. It's, like, it's an interesting story to be, like, oh, they're being manipulated or they're crazy or whatever. Um, But, like, I just don't think people have the, like, actual factual information about who listens to these musicians uh i think people would be surprised that it's not actually all 13 year old girls yeah but even if it was it's fine even if it was yeah obviously yeah um like and harry really really says that nicely so this was a beautiful thing i wish we had video of this like especially this part particularly like i mean there's audio (laughs) recordings of this somewhere so i know buddy really release the tapes (laughs) um okay so the next thing we're talking about and this is like uh pretty much the only thing we're talking about um in regards to this um rolling stone interview is harry talked about this idea of being mysterious and um i thought this was just an interesting point to bring up because I enjoy talking about this, mm-hmm. um, and I think Kara does too. Um, in this article, while we didn't cover it, we find out a lot about Harry, and in some ways, it makes him more mysterious, um, like I found with the Another Man magazine, and in some ways, it makes him more human, um, but perhaps in ways, I guess for me, it's like, he becomes more human, but I realize it's a human I know less than I thought I did. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, a little bit jarring where you're like, wait, I don't like that I'm finding out this stuff because it's like, I realize then that I don't know him more. And I'll never know him to the extent that I want to because he's such an interesting human being and, like, yeah. I I think, I feel like I've seen so many posts that are just like, I hate when I realize, my voice just cracked, I hate when I realize that Harry Styles is never going to be my best friend, and I'm just like, that's exactly how I feel. Mm. Um, But also, yeah, no, wait, go on. 
No, I'm, I mean, were you going to say something? I was just going to continue on with this. I was just going to say, I think that, like, this sort of, um, the parts that, like, made me feel, uh, humanized him most was the part where he was talking about his, like, love life, because it just mm-hmm. kind of, like, that kind of stuff is boring to me. So I'm just right. like, he's like just an average boring 20-year-old, 23-year-old who's like going through like troubles with like romantic relationships and like that's mm-hmm. everyone around me. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like so human and I'm just like, that's boring. Like so, <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, like Harry has parts of him that he thinks... I, I don't know. I mean, personally, that I'm just like, okay. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I can imagine having this conversation with him where like he... Where I'm like not invested. I, I don't know. I'm just like imagining <laughs> I'm not like not invested. I'm not, not coming invested. to you for advice, and you're like, I roll, I roll. <laughs> I mean, my 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 whole thing is always just like dump them. Like that's just <laughs> bad. But like, I mean, whatever. Um, love is real, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> love is real. We just haven't found it yet. So let us be cynical and jaded. <laughs> I know. Uh, your local anti-romantics on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly. for real <laughs> yeah but like that's what i was saying like i just feel like that made him more like a like human but in a weird way to me because i'm just like you're so you're such a 23 year old you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you're that just makes so much sense to me and like i can just imagine mm-hmm. having these conversations with you where i'm just like exasperated at you yeah. And, yeah but for me because i haven't really experienced like the romance side of it i'm like i don't relate to this at all like, and also I think you might have more friends coming to you with, like, romantic advice or, like, well, you see it yeah. with your friends. Like, I, I have that somewhat, but, like, I have less friends than Kara. So, like, I don't maybe experience that. I feel like this kind of was like, wow, I really don't understand this part of Harry's life. It's, it feels quite dif- distance to me. Even though, like, mm-hmm. it also, I have that, like, normal feel that I guess you're saying. But I'm also, like, like, I, I have no idea about this I guess but also I feel like that would happen to like that happens like when um we think about anyone who's in like a yeah. like a really intense romantic <laughs> relationship it doesn't have to be hairy you know what I mean because yeah, like that doesn't yeah. make sense like what are you guys doing yeah. calm down I guess it's just associating someone who you've sort of um almost like put on all your qualities that you want them to have or yeah. like you find them so relatable because, like, you don't know too much about them. So yeah. you can be like, oh, I'm sure Harry has felt the same way about about this as me. Or, like, you know, I can imagine that this is what he does, like, in his spare time. Um, and then in some ways it's like, wait, I actually don't know what he does. And, like, yeah. I don't know who he knows. And just, like, it's this weird realization thing, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so Harry was asked about... Um, like, being mysterious, especially because, like, in the past couple of years, he's definitely withdrawn himself on social media and been more, like, private about his private life. Um, and Harry was talking about Prince, and he said, with an artist like Prince, all you want to do, all you wanted to do was no more. And that mystery, it's why those people are, like, so magical. Um, I don't know what Prince eats for breakfast. The mystery, it's just, like, it's just what I like. Um... So I thought this was a really, like, he kind of, I guess he's aware of what he does, like, aware that he's, you know, creating more of a mystery, but he he goes on to clarify that that's not, like, what he actually meant. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, it's not about trying to make my career longer, like, I'm trying to be this mysterious character, because I'm not. When I go home, I feel like the same person I was at school. You can't expect to keep that if you show everything. There's the work and the personal stuff, and going between the two is my favorite stuff. It's amazing to me. Um, so, I think, I, I feel like it is 
interesting to have when you don't lay it all out there, just like Prince didn't. It made him more of this magical creature. I guess Harry says magical, and, like, how often do we use that word with Harry Mm -hmm. sort of being this, like, magical, mystical creature? Ethereal enigma. Right, because we don't know so much about him, you know? Like, it does create that, like, desire to know and also kind of a blank canvas on which you can put what you hope or, like, put yourself into a bit and, like, fill in, like, the spaces, Um, which I think draws people to the person. And not in, like, a, I like this person because they're moody and mysterious. Like, it's just, it's just more, like, sort of a natural, like... Um, curiosity. Yeah, curiosity thing. Um, what do you think of these quotes? First of all, I just want to, um, give my favorite Prince quote that this reminded me of. Um, Matt Damon was talking about, um, an interaction that he had with Prince, uh, at a premiere, and, um, Matt said to Prince, so you live in Minnesota? I hear you live in Minnesota. And then Prince said, I live inside my own heart, Matt Damon. (laughs) I'm just like I hope Harry gets to that level at some point oh, where he's just wow. like kind of like that weird but also that would be beautiful like I just feel like it's so perfect um <laughs> yeah. but uh I feel like this kind of seemed like there was a little bit of a contradiction um for me mm-hmm. because he was kind of saying I think he realized like how he came off and he was like yeah. oh like he was like oh I don't want to seem because I think that yeah because he- in that part of the article the guy was like Harry looked at the tape recorder pissed off that like he yeah didn't- like, he made it, like, realizing that this was all recorded. Yeah. Because I think that, like, he was probably just talking, like, one-on-one to a person. And, right. like, I feel like he's just talking about, like, what he likes in artists. And then realizes, like, how that's going to sound. And, mm-hmm. like, real like then he has to, like, backtrack. Which is kind of mm-hmm. frustrating because then he goes into this, like, sort of thing that he always goes into. And is like, oh, like, I love my family. But, I, like, I mean, like, I love my family, so I'm always going to be that way. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of felt like a little... Not disingenuous, but just, like, a little scripted or, like, not rehearsed, but, like, that's just, like, what he falls into, because that's, like, what Mm -hmm. he always can, and, I mean, I don't think that's not true, I definitely think it is true, but I think that, that really, uh, reminded me just, like, how much we're not gonna know, because everything that we get is from recordings, and from, like, when he knows he's on air, and, like, knows he's on the record, so, like, we just have to kind of, like, pick out the bits that, Mm -hmm. like, seem more... I don't know, that he seems kind of, like, to forget that he's, like, talking to someone that's, like, writing about him. Um, right. So I I like that he talked about, like, what he likes in an artist, because I think that's mm-hmm. exactly, like, what we like about him. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that he... I don't think that he does it, like, on purpose, necessarily. I think that's just, like, what's best for his, like, head and what's best for his life. And also, he's just, like, a kind of a cheeky, like, charismatic guy. So, like, I feel like... That's just him. You know what? I don't think he's, like, plotting everything. I don't think that he's, like, like wishes that he could be on Twitter more, but he's like, no, I gotta, I gotta stay off for the, the yeah. mystery of it all. I just think that's, like, him, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I didn't think it, like, it, whether he felt it came off badly or poorly or whatever, he didn't want to say that. I didn't think it did at all. I was like, yeah, I understand you and I agree with you. Like, and, like, I am interested in what you're saying and what you like about Prince yeah. and how, you know, in some ways what you do, probably not on purpose, but, like, creates that same sort of magical aura. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the article, he says, like, it, the article finishes, 
how am I going to be mysterious? He asks, only half joking, when I've been this honest with you. And then it ends. So good. What a perfect uh, ending line. I know. Oh my I, god. I love ending lines in articles. Like, they always pick out the best stuff. Oh man. Um, also, I'm just so bad at endings. So, whenever someone can, like, really give a good ending, I'm just like, please teach me your freaking magical job. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I guess my question to you is would you rather him remain more mysterious and not get so many, you know, articles talking about, um, like his life in detail and more of his like private slash personal life like in detail or like I, I guess where do you sit on that spectrum um I think that like what people think fans want to know versus like what fans actually want to know mm-hmm. is different or at least like okay I'm not gonna speak in generalizations I think that like what I want to know and what like uh interviewers <laughs> think that I want to know is very different like I yeah. want to know which I guess is, like, what Harry doesn't want to give because it's, like, he thinks that that's, uh, like, taking away the mystery. But I want to know, like, the weird stuff he does. Like, what, like, mm. what's his, like, daily routine like? Or, like, what is his favorite plant? I don't know. I just, like, I kind of want to know that kind of stuff. I don't really want to know about his love life. Like, you can keep that to yourself and you can do yeah. all the songs if you want to. But, like, I just feel like, I don't know. I'm not interested in that. Um, yeah. And... I would love to know, like, weird tiny details of, about him, um, but I don't need to know. I, I love hearing about his family, but he can also keep that private. I don't know. I'm just here for whatever he wants to share. Me too. And and we started, like, this sort of hairy season with a really lovely Tumblr post from someone a couple episodes talking about that, where it's like, I want to take what Harry wants to give me. Yes. Um... And yeah, and and I'm I'm definitely on the same side of like keep your personal life and your like romantic life and all that to yourself. Like I don't need to have it unless you want to give it to me, but like that's certainly not something that I'm scrambling for. Yeah, and I feel and, like that's the most personal thing right. that you could give someone. I, know. And I feel like I'd rather know what he has for breakfast than like who yeah. he's like dating. <laughs> yeah, and like in in the past like 5 years with One Direction, he's always claimed to be single like on any time they've asked. Yeah. And I kind of and obviously like like he probably wasn't single every time he was asked, but I do I feel like it's like his own right to be like, yeah, I'm single. Like I'm single and just like I don't care, lie about it. Like it's your own life. Like yeah, you, I don't, you do what you it's want. It's fine, like, dude. You can say you're single until you're <laughs> 90 years old and I won't question you. Yeah, me too. And it's like I, I honestly, we had a, we had a freaking ball when Harry told us he, like, two-wicked candles, and, like, that was wonderful. You like, know that what? that was an entire episode. Dude, the fact, like, the one line in this interview that was, like, I have to leave because I have to buy a cactus for my friend's birthday, and I'm just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Is this not taken from a fic or something? Like, Harry, is this that real? Is this is the exact kind of content I want. Like, what I kind know. of offhand weird comments did Harry make with this interviewer? I want to know. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I want to know. I don't care about the romance. I just want to know yeah. what kind of cactus did he buy? Where did he go? Is it expensive? Is it big? Like, why did he decide like he needed to buy a cactus for his friend's birthday? This is was what there, I need. Was there a Bella Swan moment? <laughs> <laughs> Another throwback to Twilight. Two in one episode, guys. Amazing. Um, so I just, I, I hate when people are like, there was one part of this, I think it was this article that was like, 
talking about a specific songs, and they're like, it'll leave people, it'll leave fans, like, grappling to know the truth behind the lyrics. And I'm like, we don't care about the truth behind the lyrics. We like dissecting them and figuring them out and, like, finding meaning in them. But it's not like I'm like, okay, who is this specific person? I'm like, like, I don't care. It does. I just, I feel like uh, you don't need to know exactly who is about to, like, appreciate the art of it. Yeah. Because... I don't know, you can... Whatever. And in some ways, like, finding out who Harry is friends with, or, like, who he hangs out with, just, like, reconfirms that I'm not his friend. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. Like, just let me pretend Harry's friends with, like, the bluebirds by his shoulder or something. Yeah. Just kidding. I I love that Harry has friends. Me too. But, like, it, it also just, like, I don't know, it definitely, like, you're like, oh, he knows these people and he doesn't know me. Okay, glad that's confirmed. <laughs> Whereas, like, if he's talking about candles, you could be, like, you could just pretend that, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. We're going like- to Bath and Body Works and, like, smelling all the candles. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. He would um, probably go to, like, those, like, Diptyque and that kind yeah, of thing. Like, Joe Malone. Ritzy stores. Yeah. Um. So anyways, people, the reaction to this interview has been really amazing, both by fans and just, like, the general public, I think. Um, I've seen a lot of, like, articles saying, like, Carrie, the pop star we've all been waiting for. Um, and we're just sitting here like, hey, he's the pop star that's been here all along. I know. And we knew it first. Um, there was just an article today that was saying, like, um, you know, he's, like he's finally someone here who's going to represent what we want. And we're, and we're just like all like, yep, finally. I just don't uh-huh. understand. Uh-huh. Oh, it's just, uh-huh. I think that we should have um, a talk direction down low episode where we talk about that because I've seen yeah. like mixed um, reactions um, or not mixed reactions, but like a lot of people have uh, similar, like kind of annoyed reactions. And I feel like uh, <clears throat> I have a kind of different take. I'm kind of also like want to like uh, work through my feelings with that. So like, yeah, talk, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of feelings. There's because on the other hand, there's also like I'm so glad everyone's seeing him. Yeah, or, like yes, Harold. Like, but uh, there's a lot of things. So we're, we'll yeah. definitely have to do a talk direction download episode on mm-hmm. it. Speaking of which, this talk direction download episode, um, will we will be talking about some aspects of the interview that we probably won't discuss on a few future episode, um, which is Harry talking about Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift and our thoughts on that, um, Harry talking about a past partner inspiring a lot of this album, um, Harry's early songwriting with his band White Eskimo, <laughs> and what Ben Winston had to say about Harry, um, all of which were in the article, and again, it's just so much information, we can't talk about it all. So if you're interested in hearing that, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash TalkDirection. Um, and you can get that bonus episode, um, which will probably come out, not today, but another day. <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> now we have an hour. <laughs> okay. We can do it. Okay. We are going to try to do this. We'll see Wait, how far we Wait, there's get. a really important part of the interview that we have to talk about, at least for what? like two minutes before. Harry what? got drunk in Jamaica and <gasps> was wearing a uh, his friend's <laughs> girlfriend's dress and gave a toast. And we didn't talk about that. Caitlin, who wow. are we? Wow. I am so sorry. First I of all, did I not say that that was the exact, like, um, you know, process behind the Sign of the Times uh, cover art? Did I not say yes. that he just got too drunk and, like, that decided to wade in the water? Said. But the fact is that there's another layer that he was wearing a dress. 
Like, I couldn't make that up. Like, that's not something that, like, I just, like, <laughs> sometimes, like, when reality Harry is better than, like, fictional Harry in my mind, it yeah. blows my mind, and I'm just like, this is why I love this man, because he's constantly surprising me. He's, like, such a character, and yeah. I just... The fact that he's like, I don't remember the toast, but I remember the feeling, and I'm just like... Oh, that was the best line. I was Ugh. like, yes, Harry. So good. I wonder what kind of dress it was. I just I like wonder what his... a song on the album about it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> wow. I just... That, that was an image. Too bad we don't have the pictures of that. I know. I bet they're I'm on someone's so phone sad. somewhere. Yeah, someone had to have recorded it, but it's probably never going to come out. But maybe like no. 20 years down the line. We need another weed vid hack. It's <laughs> like Except drunk Harry in Jamaica. I don't want to get. I don't want them to get hacked though. Because remember when Anne's phone got hacked and I yeah, was like, yeah, that was the worst thing ever. So no hacks. Harry releases no hacks it. ever again. Yeah. Again, when you hack people's phones, it's just a confirmation that you don't know them. So it's just going to make you feel worse. <laughs> don't do it, kids. <laughs> also, it's an invasion of privacy. But yeah. Yeah, that too. But I'm saying for selfish reasons, if you're mm-hmm. someone who doesn't care about the other person's well-being, do it for your own well-being, yeah, because it'll fair. only make you sad. Um, all right. Thank you for bringing that point up, Kara. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry no I didn't cover it. Um, this is why we have two of us to, you know, catch catch each other when we fall. Yes. Um, all right. Moving on to the main discussion this week, which is SNL and Ever Since New York. I feel like it's been 12 years since SNL happened. It has been 12 years. It really has. This was last Saturday. It's almost been a week. Um, Which, again, is, like, our programming scheduling, which I suppose is not the best. But, like, because everything seems to happen on the weekends. But I'm like, I also need a week to process. (laughs) Like, how do I possibly talk about this right away? Um, So Harry was on SNL. And we talked about this on our Patreon uh, so if you want more details, again, head over there. Um, but we threw a Kiwi-themed party and made drinks and cupcakes because we thought he was going to perform Kiwi. Um, we posted pictures on our Instagram. Um, but this, there was a lot of fails that happened, both with the baking and the fact that he didn't perform <laughs> Kiwi. <laughs> um, were you going to say something? Uh, no. I feel like you're about to breathe and then I cut you off. No, I'm just lolling. Um, but yeah, Harry didn't perform this, but that's okay because he was incredible. Um, Kara and I were together in person, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to just watch in awe of Harry. Um, he was in a number of skits and he sung two songs. Um, More than and- I could have ever asked for in my wildest dreams. I know. Wow. And, and so he played just- guitar. Oh, my God. Which I was listening back to, like, I, um, because I wanted to, like, hear, like, our final thoughts before SNL, um, after Mm -hmm. it happened, uh, and I was, like, we were, like, talking about Harry, the prospects of Harry playing guitar for, like, four minutes and just kind of, like, being so overwhelmed by it, but, like, now we're living in a post-Harry holding guitar and playing guitar. Yeah, Harry plays the guitar. Yeah, like, now (laughs) it's just fact. I'm just, oh, wow. Oh, so good. So, it opened with a David Bowie song, and Jimmy Fallon was the host, um, and the song is called Just Dance. Um, and obviously Harry's been compared to Bowie a lot, so it definitely seems intentional. That oh, I think it's Let's Dance. Chosen. Oh, Let's Dance. That would probably make sense. <laughs> um, Just Dance is a Lady Gaga song, <laughs> um, right? Or am I just wrong? Yeah, it is. It's Lady Gaga, yeah. Okay. Um, so... 
Um, and Harry just popped in for a very brief moment of the opening, like, monologue, and he was dancing and grooving. And, like, we at first didn't even realize it yeah. was Harry there. Because, like, we haven't seen him with his haircut, like, moving and, like, being. And it was like, wait, what? What just happened? And it was so He quick. was just a flash. It was like a little fairy. Yeah, but it was really nice, and he had some fun dance moves. And he was, like, he, like, rolled in and then rolled out. I know, for real. it was very, real. like, sleek. Um, so the first skit Harry was in was one, a family feud skit, which they do on SNL. Um, and this time it was, like, 1970s team versus, like, 2017 team. Mm-hmm. Um and so they had people from each of the eras, and Harry played Mick Jagger from the 1970s, and he was dressed up in this, like, white suit, and his hair was long, and he had bangs, and, um, he, what, what, if you guys haven't watched this Mick Jagger, uh, impersonation, you definitely have to go watch it. <laughs> oh my god, the gifts that he included, I have not seen the one of him just clapping like a goddamn weirdo. <laughs> He literally, like, what did you think of this, uh, this performance of Mick Jagger, Kara? Okay, so first of all, we didn't even recognize him, like, when we first, like, when they opened the skit. Like, we were just like, oh, okay, Harry's not in this one. Wait, Harry's in this one? Like, we, like, we, I think it took us a few minutes, and which is just yeah. like, you know, uh, props to his acting and his commitment to the, the mm-hmm. look. Um, I just thought it was, it was funny. Like, I don't usually find SNL funny. Mm-hmm. Um, except for, like, the political stuff, I don't, actually. I don't usually find SNL funny. But do you um, find it funny, so... though? <laughs> I find some of it funny. I mean, the skit that they did on this episode about, like, the college tour was probably the worst thing I've ever watched in my whole life. <laughs> what <laughs> did you guys like... say best? I was like, Caitlin. <laughs> no, that was, I was like, I don't get this. But I find some of it funny. Okay. Um, but I think that, like, he just freaking went for it all the way and was not afraid of looking stupid and embarrassing yeah. and that's just like what I love and I think that like it made it so good and like um I don't I'm not really like you know familiar with Mick Jagger's like uh mannerisms but like mm-hmm. I still think he did a great job of just like being yeah. wild you didn't even there. have to know them because he was just hilarious he was so like, funny the yeah facial expressions he made and, like, even when the camera wasn't on him, he, he was, was so like, committed. still doing it. Yeah. Um, I went and watched a lot of Mick Jagger interviews after this to try to, oh, like, nice. see. Um, and I watched, like, different performances he gave, like, both from, like, the 1970s and today and, like, spanning it and just some of, like, the interviews he's given. And I definitely saw, nice. like, Harry was quite spot on with Ugh. a lot of the stuff. So, I'm like, what did Harry watch to, like, prepare him for this? Like, yes. Like, you know, getting those mannerisms. And um, the, like, the accent. It's yeah. It's different than his. Yeah. It it was, he just, he just full on went Mick Jagger. The freaking mouth was the best thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Especially, like, when, um, like, he was in the background and was just fully yeah. committed to it. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. So and, like, funny. You can imagine, this, like, is putting yourself out there. Yeah. Like, not everyone would go to this extreme. But, like, you kind of have to in order for it not to be awkward. You have to commit. And he really committed. Yeah. Because, like, oh, it and it really, it it was awesome. And, like, one of the, the funny, you know, sort of, like, self-aware bits um, 
was Harry talking about, you know, Mick Jagger going solo. And he's like, why would anyone go solo if they were in a successful band? Oh, God, I can hear it in his voice. I solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just like, ha, 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 because... Harry's going solo. I got it. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, some people who were watching this, Harry hadn't performed yet, so they might not even realize that yeah. it was, like, uh, anyone else. But for people who did, because, like, we barely knew it was Harry at first, <laughs> obviously, until it came to his parts. But, um, yeah, this this was, he was a real character. And, like, the fact that this was, um, I don't know if this was the first scare or what, but, uh... Like, I think that it just, like, started off the episode with, like, a really good start. Like, I'm glad mm-hmm. that he started off, like, so confident and, like, just, like, going for it. And he seemed like yeah. he was not nervous at all. Like, for, like he seemed, like, less nervous in this. Like, he seemed really comfortable in this compared to, like, his yeah. singing. Which I guess, like, because his singing is, like, his everything. Yeah. So, obviously, you're going to be more invested in that. But. Yeah. Yeah. He just seemed so natural up there. Yeah. Um, definitely got those acting chops. Nice. <laughs> um... And then, skipping sort of out of order, Harry also did a skit about the Civil War, which was quite funny. Um, and he was supposed to be, I guess, a, a captured soldier from the South. Um, oh, God. Tied up. I suppose that's what it is. I don't like to imagine yeah, those two gross. things together. <laughs> um, but he was wearing this little army outfit, and... Um, the whole the whole skit was about him about like the soldiers singing like uh like a a war song to help them remind themselves of home but then it turns into like a like a pop bop thing and um harry comes in with the a hook at one point and um his voice sounded really nice and i was I like know. yes harry like it was like deep and like oh like i feel like he's he's got a really strong sort of like in that, like, deeper range, yes. he's got, like, a very full voice. Yep. Um, and he's got this fake beard on, and it kept flapping <laughs> off, which was really funny. <laughs> um, and again, he got super into it, and um, I just really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on this? I feel like this um, skit wasn't as memorable as the Mick Jagger one. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I didn't even realize it was Harry until, like, he said something. I was like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing over there, Harry, tied to that tree? But, um, yeah. yeah, it was interesting how many, like, music skits there was. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like almost all of the skits was, like, singing. Yeah, I know. There were so many of them. And I guess that's, like, I w- like Jimmy Fallon was doing a lot of singing, I guess, too. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think of him much as a singer. I know, like, James Corden, like, went to, like, um, like, musical school (laughs) or whatever, so he does, like, a lot of singing segments. I'm all for all these singing segments. I love them. I think James Corden was singing in my dream last night, but I can't really remember. Anyway. That's beautiful. I'm so glad you had that dream. I mean, it was, otherwise it was a complete nightmare and I had to, like, be, was chased by, like, demons and stuff. But, like, other than that, thanks, James Corden, for being the one light (laughs) in my life. (laughs) He is the one light in my life. Yeah. Um, and these, it definitely got feels of Harry being in, like, a live musical or something, or, like, being in a musical movie. The Dunkirk, the musical. Yes! Wow, when it goes to Broadway, I can't wait. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Um, we also, apparently, there was, so there was a, a fan who got into the, um, taping of this SNL. Congratulations, first of all. I know, honestly. And to the dress rehearsal. And you can read an online, like, summary of everything they said which was really cool um 
And apparently there was a skit about Harry, and there was, like, aliens and Harry looking like a cute little cupcake, which we didn't get to see. God. And it's very disappointing. I just feel um, like, I mean, like, there was already a skit where Harry was in it and Kate McKinnon was playing um, Kristen Stewart, which is very yes. tailored to me. So if there was another skit <laughs> with Harry and aliens, I feel like it would have been too much and I would have imploded, but I still would have... Yeah. I still would have cared to see it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. I, it's so weird now, Harry, like, doing things that are outside One Direction taping stuff, because mm-hmm. it's, like, I feel like back in the day, we'd always just be, like, give us, like, give us the receipts, like, give us these videos, we want the tapes, please, and then, like, Ben Winston would be, like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's, like, Ben Winston, where are you? Yeah. Can you please hack the SNL and, like, get these, get this footage for us, please? God. Um, so this... You know, and there's other like cute details about um, Harry being quite nervous and stuff. Oh, that baby. Um, I just wanted to give him a hug. So definitely go read that like insider thing. There's it's all over the update accounts and like Twitter. I'm sure you can just search it. Um, so the first song that Harry performed was "Sign of the Times," and I remember sitting there being like, "Okay, what is he gonna sing? What is he gonna sing? What is he sing?" And then like I heard the first notes, and I was like, "Okay, sign of the times, yep. sign of the times." <laughs> um, and this was the first time hearing him live in like hundreds of days, hundreds, hundreds of days. Didn't they say it was like four hundred ninety-eight or something? Something ridiculous, like wow, like that's and, so long. I know it was so long. So much of a wait, and then we got to hear his voice, and he opened his mouth. And I, like, I've gone back and rewatched it again and again, Same. obviously. Um, and just, like, his first, he, like, comes out, and it's just, like, oh, my God. Like, this immediate, like, like wash over me. Like, wow, incredible. Um, and Kara and I, when we watched, we were just, like, silently, like, sitting there in awe of him. Yep. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry looked super dapper, so he was wearing this, like, checked tweed suit. His hair was slicked back, he had tons of rings on, as usual. I felt like the look was very, like, British-looking. Like, so classic British, yeah. Yeah, which, like, I thought was a good thing, like, you know, representing, like, bringing that Britishy feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we were like, will he wear, like, pink or, like, something vibrant? But I do, I kind of almost, like, I mean, a, a fully checked suit is reserved for Harry. Um, but I, I did like that. I felt like it just looked, he just looked really, like, classy. Yes. Um, and, and the suit actually reminded me of the Another Man photo shoot. He wore a similar, like, um, suit when he was sitting at the pub. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think that, too, brought, like, British vibes for me. Um, um, blah, 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 blah. so what did you think about this performance, Kara? I mean, he sounded great. Like, I have it saved on my, um, like, uh, phone now. And, um, I think that's going to be a problem because I think I'm going to start saving all of his live performances Every to my performance. phone. And, yeah. like, because we only have two songs, um, I'm going to, that's the variation I'm going to be getting is just, like, <laughs> four different versions of Sign of the Times. Um, it starts to play and you have to figure out which date, which live performance of the song this was based on, like, individual voice cracks. Oh my god, for real though. Um, and, I mean, I thought, so, oh man, wait, I'm going to read, um, uh, I'll read it later. Just um, remind me to read what my friend Chloe said because I thought it was perfect. Okay. Um, but I thought that, like, he... 
he seemed like he was doing, um, like, you know, like, we know Harry as, like, kind of, like, a huge reformer, and, like, he's not mm-hmm. afraid to, like, just go out there with his, like, hand movements and, like, gestures, um, and kind of, like, twirl around the stage, but I feel like he felt very reserved, and all his hand movements felt like they were, like, he probably did, like, 20 times, like, he just, like, probably went for it in rehearsals, but then, like, in mm-hmm. that real thing, he kind of felt, like, really self-conscious, um, mm-hmm. and, like, every single thing... Uh, felt um, like he was very aware of everything he was doing. And I think he was, like, kind of in his own head. Um, But for, like, that's not saying it's bad because it's, like, I'm just saying that's probably, like, coming from nerves. But he sounded Mm -hmm. amazing. And, like, hearing him live, like, the note changes, like, fuel my life. Um, Yeah. uh, I forget, like, what's the, like, the big note change he did? Uh... I think it was, like, the life, when he says life. Have a time of your life. Uh-huh. So good. So amazing. I just love it. And he just, like, the the hand movements that he did do, like, they just, like, seemed immediately iconic. <laughs> I mean, that's, I like, take it for granted salt because it's me who's saying that, but it just seems like the kind of thing that he, he looks like he's, like, been a classic performer for years. You know what I mean? Especially, mm-hmm. like, the kind of, like, wavy hand gestures. Like, that just seems like he isn't, like... yeah. When, when he put his hands out and was sort of, like, it almost felt like he was, like, moving through space a bit. And I feel like that's a yeah. vibe of the song. Like, he was almost, like, woo. Yeah, he just felt like he was really, like, just, like, being the music. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I loved the dance moves that he did do. I, I just, there's this, I had to look for very specific gifts, which took me a freaking long time yesterday, because I was like, I need these included yes. on the dock. Again, Patreon listeners can see it, because it's already up. Um, so, like, there's just some, some of his dance moves were just, like, so cool. Like, he does this little, like, shuffle forward hair flip thing, and, like, he, like, slams his legs together. I don't know. It looks like a rock star move to me. Oh, yes. Um, okay, no, I know what you mean, yeah. Love that one. And then he's got this cute little, like, penguin sway. Yes, the penguin. And then his uh, his move that he does all the time is, like, the train conductor fist pump thing where he, like, makes, like, a pouty duck face. Oh, yeah, I um, got you. Um, All of these moves. These are some are... good description, Caitlin. Like... Thank you. These are hard um, to describe. Thank you. Yes. I've been thinking about them a lot because I love them <laughs> so much. Um, but I definitely agree. He did look nervous up there. And I think, like, if you read the, um, <clears throat> like, the the uh, fan account of this, um, people are saying, like, he was sweating buckets, like, oh, in the dress baby. rehearsal and, like, looked so nervous. And I'm like, Harry. And I'm, like, I'm just thinking, like, how could you not be nervous out of your mind? This just, like, yeah, like, makes it... I just, like, that makes me love him more because he, like, clearly cares so much. And, like, if he was just, like, I don't know. I just feel like this is, like, everything to him. And that I just feel so happy that he's, like, getting to do this. And, like, it's going to be so hard. But, like, he's pushing through it and he's doing it. And I'm just so happy for him. Okay, wait. Let me read the thing that my friend said because it sums up exactly what I was trying to say. Um She said, um, I weirdly feel like tonight's performance was one of the most humanizing things I've ever seen him do. And I was saying, I feel like I haven't seen him this visibly nervous in years slash ever. Um, and then she said, yeah, exactly. To see him that vulnerable was like almost uncomfortable because it seems so unfamiliar, but it also seemed really important and humanizing and authentic. I'm glad Mm -hmm. we saw it 
slash he let it show. He's always such a charmer in any slash all public settings, and he has had such a stage presence and confidence, but it seemed but it seemed comfortable and rehearsed stage-like behavior. Like, that was the 1D charmer Harry, and he knew exactly how to do that. Not to say it wasn't genuine, because I think it was, but in a different kind. But this is the new era. This is the real, real Harry. His own songs, no boys to fall back on, presenting himself exactly as he want to, as he wants to. I feel like he doesn't know exactly how this... He doesn't know yet this drill, like the back of his hand, the way he knew how to work 1D crowds slash work with those songs. It's so new and vulnerable and nerve-filled and exciting. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. Yes. I thought it was just like exactly, exactly what I was feeling and like perfectly put. And I think that like (laughs) he... Because, like, imagine, this is, like, basically, I mean, it's not starting fresh over because he's not, like, you know, 16 and with no performances, but it's basically, like, starting over. Like, of course he's going to be so nervous mm-hmm. and he doesn't really know what to do with his hands and, like, he doesn't know what to, like, he, like, had to, like, grow and uh, learn what to do and become comfortable in, like, his performing style. So, like, of course he's yeah. going to have to go through that again, but he has, like, some stepping stones to, like, mm-hmm. ha- like he's already taken. Yeah, and and also like you're on an SNL stage is very different. Yes, <sighs> very very different than being like at a live concert where you can like dance and move around the stage, you know. Yeah, and like thinking about everyone who's watching this and like yeah, all geez. those things. I just so like, much I probably would have a meltdown. Oh my god! Yeah, I'd be crying stage. on stage. Like you'd have to drag me, and I'd have to like yeah. be facing the opposite direction of the cameras. I'd have to sing with my back to you, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But like the passion oh came my God. so yeah. strongly. Like I could, I feel like you know whenever you see like those those on like American Idol or like X Factor, they're like you're not singing with like passion. You're not like you're yeah. not evoking the emotions. Harry evoked like yeah. wow, his facial expressions and like just the way you could tell he was like I don't know. It, it was just like he was singing the song and like he was like, putting meaning into it, and, like, mm-hmm. he cared so much, and you could hear it both in his voice, and, like, the way he sung it, and also just the way he, like, his face looked and everything, it just came across so, so, like, um, like, intimately, and, um, I don't know, it was very moving. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, like you said, the note changes were incredible, um, when he did, like, the screaming part like, when he sung It's Just What We Know, and, like, he yeah. went into that screaming voice, and, like, his voice broke, and, like, it went, like, scream into, like, then he, like, screamed it out, um, and it felt like at that point, too, there was almost, like, a resurgence of, like, this confident feeling. Yes. Like, if you go back and, like, watch that, and he, like, comes back, like, really hardcore at the song, and, like, he's, like, gonna give it his all, and it was just... I just was so happy at that part. Um, and I feel like I can't wait to see it, like, on a big stage. Oh, my God. Um, I think it's just going to be amazing. And his freaking band, first of all, they were all matching, wearing Gucci, and, like, they had the rainbow loafers on. God bless. Um, but also, there was a drummer lady and a pianist lady, yes! which was amazing. Did I not say, I don't know if it was on the episode or just to Caitlin, that I really wanted... I think it was Harry on the episode. Really, that I really wanted to see a yeah. female drummer, and I freaking got one. Cool. Yeah. That was an awesome prediction. I was like, no way. And then I saw it. I was like, oh my god, Kara was right. Yeah, and a um, woman pianist, so... Or keyboardist, yeah. I don't know what the technical term yeah. is. Yeah. 
but it was very happy, exciting to see that. I want to um, know their Twitter handles and stuff because I have them. You do. Yeah, I have a, a a picture pulled up. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah, so we can. I'll I'll send you that link, and we can talk more about the band um, at a later date yeah. when we actually have time. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought they all sounded really good together. It seems like they're comfortable together. Um, and I'm just really happy about that. And like his, his, just his whole voice and everything. And it, like the light was shining through his eyeballs. And, um, I just was very excited about it. I just feel like I love to see people who are passionate about things. And I think that's like why I'm so drawn to Harry because in these mm-hmm. kind of moments, like even though sometimes he's reserved and like, you know, like mysterious, like he is not afraid. He's not going to just, sit, like, stand on stage and not, like, try to give it his all. Like, he, like, every single performance, I feel like, for him from him is just, like, an emotional roller coaster, and he gives it his all. And I just feel yeah. like, I don't know, um, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he gives it his all. So true. He really does. He leaves it all out there. And I feel like the more we go, the more we'll see that and, like, we'll get to... I know he's performing on the Graham Norton show, or he already recorded it, but it's coming out tonight, which I'm very excited about. Um, and people are saying, like, his performance was even better than SNL. Oh my so gosh. just getting to see that, like, growth and as he gets more comfortable, it's very exciting. Um, and this cute little thing at the end where he, like, walked away and put his hands behind his back and then, like, turned around. And, like, his face looked like, like, the lights were, like, shining in his eyes and he couldn't, like, see. I imagine the lights are so bright on him. Um, yeah. He looked very cute um, at the end. Like, all, like, little respectful Harry. Um, so this was just, what a performance. Um, very, very moving and very rewatchable. Um, okay, so moving on, unless you have anything else to say about that. I feel like I was negative to start off, and that's not how I want to come across, <laughs> but I just wanted to, like, highlight that he, like, seemed vulnerable and emotional, but, and, like, yeah. it's different from, like, his 1D performances, but I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, and that's all I want yeah. to say. I don't want to, uh, every time I, like, say anything, like, slightly negative about Harry, I'm just I know. like, what have I done? I, I'm always like, I regret everything that's just come out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, that's not how I meant it. I just, like, wanted to, like, kind of highlight, like, the emotional vulnerable aspect. Yeah, no, he definitely was emotionally vulnerable, and I think that came across, and I think that was a good thing. Yeah, I, I saw a lot I of Tumblr agree. posts, like, talking about this and reblogged a whole bunch of them, talking about, like, how they loved that Harry was up there, and you could hear the cracks in his voice, and you could, because he is such a passionate singer, and it, and it, and you know, he could stand up there and sing that song, probably just, like, chill, sing, not a big deal, like, but he, like, puts so much into it, and you can see that. And I would so much rather listen to that than, like, someone, you know... <laughs> I, I The comparison that people gave a lot was... or And Kara gave, too, I, um, that, like, Harry's performance versus, like, a Zane performance. Yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to go there or not, but... I mean, it's not... It's literally just physically what they do. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that Zane is any worse of, like... If some people might prefer that, but I definitely prefer someone like effusing spirit in their song, yeah. in their you know voice. And Zane is much more reserved when he performs. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, it's Zane. You know, is also very good and, and technique wise very talented. Um, but 
you know, Harry kind of is this whole package of yeah. a thing that is really amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So next, he performed Ever Since New York. Um, and again, we did not know this was coming. And as we mentioned at the top of the episode, Harry frickin' played guitar. <gasps> First time ever, and literally blown away. Like, we knew it was become, we knew it was coming because in the hours leading up to SNL, photos leaked. So it wasn't like that all at once shock, but it was still like, oh my god, this is reality now. Harry plays the guitar. I'm glad that, like, I, I mean, like, I was wavering back and forth whether I would have liked to have it, like, a huge surprise, but I mm-hmm. feel like if it was, like, we would have screamed and then we wouldn't have been able to hear the song. Like, yeah. I feel like we would have, like, yeah. our brains would have, like, bl- like, were, like, wiped clean or something. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, the, yeah, we would have just died. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, my freaking brother texts me before SNL, and he was like, oh, by the way, I was at NBC Studios in the SNL studio today, like, on a tour. I was like, what the hell, Connor? This is the first time I'm hearing about this? My brother literally toured the SNL studio, like, I guess it was some, like, med school field trip or something. They seem to have those. I don't really That's know. so random. Like, what are they I know. doing? Who knows? They went on some skiing trip. They have, like, these different events that they do. Um, But they toured NBC Studio, and Connor was like, yeah, I touched the different guitar cases that were there that the musicians are playing, we're going to play. And, like, someone else saw Jimmy Fallon, but Connor didn't because he was looking some other way. But I was just like, oh, my God. Like, and you weren't allowed to take any photos or whatever, but Connor literally, my brother, was in the same building, probably as Harry Styles at the same time, probably near him, and may have touched his guitar case. Like, rude. I just, I just, just sometimes you think about how the universe works, and you're just like, um, because we were like thinking, we're just like, would we have wanted, like, your brother to... I've seen Harry or met him. I would have died. Because, like, the, the, the freaking amount of jealousy that we would have felt. Yeah. Like, we were already, like, feeling jealousy, like, from him just being in the same, like, presence and, like, maybe yeah. of touching his guitar. But, like, if he met him, I mean, he could have, he could bring, first of all, he would have had a way more, um, probably, uh, like, he would have been more coherent than us. And he could yeah. have, he could have talked about talk direction <laughs> in a more coherent <laughs> way than we would have. We would just be a blubbering mess. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's like the positives, but also like you would never let it down. I don't even know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you would have dealt with I it. Know. Slash, I would have dealt with I it. I would have been really like angry. Yeah. Like, why was I not there yeah. somehow? Oh, it would have been a mess. I, I don't know how I would feel about that. You just, like, That's couldn't talk to your brother really... for three years, like... Yeah, it would just be a lot of emotion. It'd rip the family I really, apart. Yeah, I really want to do an episode where we talk about, like, what we would actually want to... Like, if we were to meet Harry or, like, one of the boys, real life, actual meet them, if we, like, came across them, like, in the street or whatever, how we would approach that. Because recently we got a... Um, like a story of a fan who was on the same flight as Harry, and it was like such a lovely, so sweet. That they had. Oh man, I'm so proud like, of that fan. I know, very respectful, beautiful. Especially when like there's been a lot of interactions in New York lately that have not been so great. Yes. People have like literally been stalking Harry, which is not okay at all. Um, but I just like trying to imagine what you'd actually want to say. 
Yeah, we should come be... up with a game plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to be prepared, just in case we, like, head over to the NBC studios at some point. You know how, um, like, uh, what's it called? You know how, uh, during, like, award seasons, um... Uh, act like actresses. What the heck? Actors and actresses <laughs> have to um, like write out a acceptance speech. Like if yeah. in case they win and they have it tucked away, um, yeah. and just like in case they win, um, that they can read something. I think that we should <laughs> we should write something and have it on us at all times. So if we meet that Harry, we can just so be like, true. wait, excuse me, Harry, I have something. And Let I, me I have, pull this out. And it, it might be in our like you know in our pockets for like seven years but, or maybe 27 like but we're like Probably. no i've been saving this since 2017 to say to you harry we open our mouths pull out the fake tooth grab under it Dude, there's a little piece of paper the fact that, that was the exact same thing <laughs> like you know how like spies have like little capsules yeah, yeah. spy kids you know <laughs> so like my time has finally come. I can't get my, like, completely healthy tooth just to put in this fake <laughs> tooth so I can have a little place to store my hairy note. Meanwhile, by the time we open the note, it's, like, probably destroyed, and then we just lose our entire chance. God, and Harry's like, why are you ripping out your tooth in front of me? <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. These images, guys. This is what you get on Talk Direction. So true. Um... So, where where the hell were we? Uh, what were we talking about? Ever since New York. Ever since New York. Oh, yeah, SNL. I feel like I was going to say something, but I forget. Dang. You know, I don't I don't know. Probably wasn't as important as ripping out teeth. Um, but, so, Harry, this performance, he took off his blazer. He was in a white college shirt, unbuttoned, um, and he still had the same pants on, and he was playing guitar, and the guitar color was just perfect. The entire, yes. like, aura of this performance was very, like, fall and oaky and, like, uh, uh, what's the word? I feel like it's... Like autumnal, warm. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so... There was such a feeling surrounding it. And, like, halfway through is when I realized <laughs> once he sung Everson's New York or whatever, I was like, wait, this isn't Dude, cute. I know, because, like, also the first time I heard it, he was kind of, like, um, it was more, like, uh, low, like, mellow. I think that's what I'm looking for. Mm. So, like, he was kind of um, not, like, enunciating his words, really, but, like, mm. it worked for the song. But I was just like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm digging it, but I, I haven't heard the word Kiwi once. So I was, like, really intent. <laughs> and then I think we both, like, I mean, obviously we both realized at the same time when he said ever since New York. We're like, yeah. oh, wow. That, that whatever that's called. That um, I, like, literally, I turned to you and I was like, wait, this is ever since New York. Yeah, I know. It was weird. And, um... I think that, like, we were expecting Kiwi to be, like, really hype, so we were like, oh, yeah. this is interesting, this is interesting vibe it was, for Kiwi. It was a lot of emotions all at once, because I was like, Kiwi's gonna be, like, this, like, intense, like, guitar-heavy, like, electric feel, which we find out in the Rolling Stone interview that it actually is that, so yes. we were kind of right, right I know, on, right I was so excited there. for you, because you oh, got it really you. right. Also, the fact that one of his songs are is psychedelic pop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. like... My dream. Are you kidding me? Okay, anyway, let's go on. <laughs> um, but uh, what what were we saying? This. Oh, yeah, so, like, uh, again, like, I felt like the guitars were slightly too high at the beginning, especially when you're trying to hear the lyrics Oh, yeah, volume-wise, yeah. Volume-wise, I couldn't hear his voice, but I feel like in some of the versions I've heard, I can. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's just because I'm more used to it now or because, like, they changed the levels when they put Dude, it Dude, I have no idea. Yeah. I have zero clue. Um, but... It, 
it, man, I just, this song, I have been listening on repeat. Me too. Like, and it's not, okay, first of all, why the hell have they not released it onto iTunes? Like, where is the iTunes? I don't know. (laughs) It's so annoying. Every day, every hour that it's not in my ears as a studio version, I'm in pain, and I'm glad that I have a version that's live. That's great, but I want two versions yeah. at least. At least two versions. I've downloaded the live version onto my phone. Me too. Um, you can just convert it. If you Google MP3, you YouTube to MP3, like, there's going to be multiple links. And you said you couldn't do the Vivo one, right? Yeah. Because you've got to use a different version. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really easy to get it um, onto your iTunes. Um, but... Oh my god, I just, uh, this song is so everything. He looked so natural up there playing yes. the guitar. Like, it just, it looked like he was made to do this. Yeah. Like, the oh performance god. was just so chill, and he looked really comfortable. I think he looked more comfortable than he did for Sign of the Yeah, Band. I mean, also he was, he had something in his hands, and I think that's like a kind of big yeah. thing. It's like when you have, you don't have to figure out what to do with your hands, you're gonna automatically look mm. more comfortable. Yeah, I, I agree. And, like, it's the second song, yep. and it's more of, like, a maybe it seems less solo and more like he's got this band around yes. him. They're all playing instruments, and they're all doing these harmonies and stuff. And also, like, some of the times, we didn't talk about this, is a really extremely difficult song to sing live. Yes. Like, I never realized, because um, in the studio version, it sounds so, like, effortless. I mean, I know that he's mm-hmm. doing crazy stuff with his voice, but I'm like, okay. But, like, live, I'm just like... Harry, this is a six, I was about to call it six-year-old song, a six-minute <laughs> song, and the amount that you're changing up your voice is, like, yeah. not possible for a human, so the fact that you nailed it is just, like, you need to give yourself several pats on the back. Um, but this song, I feel like he just, like, he went into it, I feel like, more confident and, like, more comfortable, mm-hmm. and, like, he freaking knocked out of the park. It's so good. I'm so happy for him. I just, I feel like it was a perfect, perfect song to debut his um, yeah. guitar skills because it's so guitar heavy and, like, it's mm-hmm. it's just so freaking beautiful. I love this song and, like, I don't, I can't tell, like, whether I like it better than Sound of the Times yet because I don't have the studio version, but mm-hmm. I love the vibe. We're, yeah, me too. We're going to get so comfortable with this, this live version that, like, I feel like sometimes you hear the studio version and it'll sound, like, quite different. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, I'm not used to Because, like, we don't know if he did um, vocal changes. Yeah. Uh, and that freaking harmony at the end was everything. Oh, my God. Like, when he yeah. came back with that high note on the repetition. First of all, it was just, like, very acapella at the end, which was so beautiful. And then he comes back with this high harmony note and, like, he hit it spot on, and it was just, like, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you, and I'm so happy for my ears. This sounds amazing. Yes. Um, what else do I have? I have a lot of things in caps. There was just a lot <laughs> of feelings that I had. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so, okay, so let's talk about the songwriting of this without, we're not going to be able to go into the song. Yeah, sad. (laughs) Which, again, even though we cut so much, we still didn't, you know, we're not, we're not able to dissect the song today, so we don't have enough time. Um, but we will do that soon at some point. Um, but, okay, let's just talk about what are your, what is your reaction to the songwriting just sort of generally on this and like 
are you getting a feel for Harry's songwriting? Like, what are your thoughts on the lyrics? I love it. I freaking... There's, like, um... Because, like, I didn't understand what he was saying when I heard the live version. So, like, when we went to go look up the lyrics, I was, like, floored how beautiful they are. Mm. And I can't wait to go into the song discussion at some point. I'm sad that we can't do it today. But, like... I know. There's... It's so beautiful. And, um... It just, like... I think that, like, the song as a whole is such, like, a... Um... It's, like, bigger than just one person. But it's, mm-hmm. all, it's like, kind of, like, one person, like... It's, for me, it feels like one person grappling with, like, life. And it's such a huge concept. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, like, trying to find a meaning um, that, like, these kind of, like, metaphorical lyrics, like, really work well. Um, yeah. And it's just so poetic and beautiful. And, like, there's, like, only a few lyrics that aren't, like, repetition. But, like, those mm-hmm. couple of lyrics are so powerful. And, like, mm-hmm. combined with the beautiful melodies and harmonies, it does not feel stale and it doesn't feel like he's just repeating the same line over and over because of all the different harmonies and because the music is so good, it doesn't get boring for me at all. Um, yeah. And I'm just, I, I really am liking the vibe. Me too. I feel like I'm really, I know we said that about Sign of the Times, but as we get more songs, I'm like, I'm understanding who Harry is as an artist more. I'm understanding who he is as a songwriter more. Like, he said that Sign of the Times is the most literal. And I'm seeing that mm-hmm. in Ever Since New York. I feel like Ever Since New York is way more metaphorical and it takes a step back and is more, it's less literal. Um, but the words he uses and the imagery he creates yeah. is so strong. It's not like I'm going, wow, this isn't personal or wow, this isn't making me feel things. It is so strong. And like, again, I'm like, we were wrong about it having to be detail-oriented like Ed Sheeran to be, like, I, I don't think we claimed that it had to be to be a good song, but we were like, this is what we want. We want it to sound very, like, personal and, like, detail and, like, physical. And, like, now I'm just completely, like, going against that I said that. It doesn't have to be so concrete or, like, something you can actually imagine for it to be... If, if your lyrics are that good... Yes. That's it. Like, you know, if if there's something there that's that beautiful that he's done with the English language and these images he's created, um, it's so, so strong in a different way, completely different from what Ed Sheeran does, but so strong in its own right. Um, and I'm just in love with the lyrics of this song. And I think it's really interesting because we have lyrics that we've seen like the word something is in the song something great that we've not been too kind to in the past (laughs) um and i i think we're like why would you put the word something in a song like it seems kind of like a weak word oh god but it's so it works Uh, here it works so well here um and it, I feel like there's just, you can see that progression of, you know, some, I, I don't know, just there's progression and, um, I'm just blown away by his lyrics. It really is something great, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it is. It really is. And like, I think, I think because, too, because the music is so at the forefront yes. and like, especially in this song, we have some harmonies that are really strong. We have, like, the guitar heavy. It combines with the lyrics. It's not as though everything else is dead. It's all alive, Mm -hmm. and it's all coming together in these interesting ways. And so 
Uh, it like really, really works and everything is made interesting. It's not, I'm not sitting there going, why did he put something in here? In the context, something really works because it's part of a phrase that evokes meaning. You know, it's not, it's not just something great. It's like, it has so much more attached to it. Um, yeah, I don't want to like say I, too much because I like want to. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But I completely We're going to go into it all, but I'm just really impressed by this and, um, just in terms of, like, what, t- like, sort of era, I saw, was it you who reblogged something or something that said, like, oh, no, is it one of our listeners tweeted, um, like, that this makes them, this reminds them of something new that they know and also something, like, Yes, wait, let me find the way, the, some, something borrowed, something blue. Um, let me find <laughs> it on my camera roll because I screenshotted it because I thought it was, like, perfectly phrased. Um yeah. Uh, oh, here it is. It's from Exila Harry. Um, they said, love it. Really, really. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, but it seems new and familiar at the same time. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. And I think that, like, yeah. part of it is because it's Harry's voice, so Harry's voice automatically sounds uh-huh. familiar, but also because he's saying something, something new. It's that aspect, but also because the guitar heavy, and also just, like, the melodies just seemed like... When me and Caitlin were trying to like figure out what it reminded us of, it was like kind of like Fleetwood Mackey um, mm-hmm. to me or uh, to us, and I think that like uh, because I don't know, but Harry puts his new spin on it. And he talks about that in the Rolling Stones article that he didn't want to just like you know copy and paste from a yeah. different era, and I think that he's doing a good job because like my brother when he heard Sound of Times, he said like it feels really modern to me, and I'm like that's really mm-hmm. cool because as much as I want Harry to, like, you know, uh, have influences from the past, I want him to also be doing his own thing and, like, moving forward. Yeah. I agree. And I, and I think, too, when we first had this discussion about what time it is, you're like, this sounds like something I could hear today on the radio, yes. almost. Like, there were definitely feelings of that, but also very heavy feelings of things like Fleetwood Mac. I also said, like, ABBA, Simon and Garfunkel. Um, Mandy, one of our listeners, said it reminded... Um, them of the Eagles in America. I don't, I guess America's a band. I don't, I don't know, but, um, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I feel like there's a lot of influences too, but he's making it into his own and like, he's doing something different with it, but it still feels like, it, this is just, I, I feel like this is such like a warm hug song. Yes. Just, like, despite like the lyrics kind of being, and I, I don't want to get into them, but like kind of being a bit angry at some points, like, or like. Very, oh, it's like, so emotional. existential. I love it. This is exactly what I need. I know. Like, I was going to tweet Ugh. that, like, I feel like exactly at this moment in my life, I need Harry to be singing existential, crisis-infused lyrics yeah. into my ear. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what I need, and that's exactly yeah. how I feel. Yeah, it is. It is a time in our lives where this is changing and stuff. So I just, I'm just so happy with this song. It's unbelievable. And it actually is really different from Sign of the Times in a lot of ways. So I'm like, what are we getting from this album? And it's it's hard to say what a theme of an album is when you only have two songs, because like perhaps like when we hear the whole album, we'll see how these all fit really well together. But like personally, I'd be like, I wouldn't, I would say these are in kind of different genres, you know, they seem like they might not you know, it's not necessarily, like, once when we heard Sign of the Times, we're like, okay, now we know what the album's going to sound like. Yeah. But then you hear this, and you're like, well, this is quite different. I mean, it fits really well, but it is different. Um, so I think we're going to, 
I am glad we have these, like, different styles, and I'm very excited about them. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I have? Oh, also the song was a bit shorter than, I mean, okay. a bit shorter than Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times is a really long song, so I feel like also we've ad- sort of adjusted to, like, a 5 minute 41 second song, and this one's, like, what, 2 minutes something? Let's see. 2 minutes, like, 38 seconds yeah, or something? Yeah, it's really short. So, what are your thoughts on it being shorter? Um, I mean, I think it works because there's so much repetition that you wouldn't want it to be, like, six minutes. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm really sad because I love it so much uh, mm-hmm. that it kind of hurts me when it ends. I'm just, like, I want to, I like, live in this song for a little while longer. But Me too. Um, I mean... But in some ways, you can't because that's you, the song. You know what? And <laughs> you can just have it on repeat for the rest of your life. No one's going to stop you. <laughs> That is true. I'm listening on... I shower and I'm like, I got this playing seven times in a row. Yes, beautiful. Amazing. Um, I can't wait to dissect the lyrics because there's so oh many different God. places we can I go know. with them. This is how we felt after the Sound of the Times, the first um, part of the episode that we did, or the first yeah. episode we did on it. I was like, I need to talk about the lyrics. Like, after I was I like... Know. It's like weighing on me. But like, I'm glad we're not doing it because I haven't had a chance to like really dissect it as much as I want yeah. to. But we, we don't want to rush things. No. So... Um, cause this means, like, uh, while we do this for the show, it also means the world to us to talk about it, because it's like, I'm talking to my best friend about, like, Harry Styles, who is just, I really, really care about his music and his style and what he does, and I don't want to, like, rush things for the sake of it, um, because I want to enjoy it Mm -hmm. and live in it. Um, so we're going to be doing an entire deep song analysis. Keep sending us your thoughts on what this song is about because we've gotten to like sort of in-depth reviews and I'm loving them. Yeah, I love um, it. They're so, so good. I need to retweet the first one because that one was also amazing and I didn't retweet it. Um, but these have just been so good. Um, I I really love this song and I'm, it makes me so excited to hear what else Harry has. But we've heard two of the eight. I mean, two of the ten. We only have eight wow. left. Wow. Like, that's a scary thing. But also, we don't have a studio version for Ever Since New York That's yet. True. So it's going to be like hearing That's a whole true. new song. That is true. And we probably won't get it until the album's released. Literally, God, like, today's Friday. We have three weeks to go <gasps> as of now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Um, oh, and then also at the end of the performance, when he did this, like, little guitar pick biting thing, and, like, he gave, like, a thumbs up. Um, it was just, uh, I don't know, it felt in some ways like this was, like, his cool dude move that he was doing, but I really, really liked it, and I'm like, I hope he does this at the end of every performance, this little thumbs up thing. Oh, it was really cute. Um, he just looked adorable. He was never smiling that much in any of the performances. I mean, they're depressing Um, songs, gotta be fair. I know, I know. He was very in the moment, um, but at one point... I think it was in this one, he turns and, like, he's, like, smiling and then he, like, fixes his face <laughs> and it looks like he, like, made eye contact with someone maybe he knew in the audience or something. Oh, it might have been um, Nick Grimshaw because he was there. Yeah, I, there was Nick and then I assume, like, Jeff and Glenn oh, yeah, may probably. have been there given that they were in New York. Those are some of Whoa, his friends cute. slash work with him. Um, you know they're probably making funny faces at him. Like, I, I would know. absolutely be doing that to my friends. Me too. Why are one of us not, like, a singer I don't on know. SNL? 
we would be, that would be, I just, having a best friend who's in this position would just be the most rewarding thing. I like, know. Oh, it would be so cool. Um, and there's just, after this entire performance, there just seems to be from the public a consensus that Harry should come back and host. Yes. And, like, also sing. Um, and I'm thinking realistically that probably won't happen for a while because, like, he was just on. Um, but he definitely demonstrated that he has, like, the confidence and also just, like, the acting, not chops, but, like, the... the comedic timing you know, and just, like, yeah, yeah, the comedic acting necessary. And, like, the, uh, like, the confidence to go out there and put it all on the line. You don't want someone who's uncomfortable with, with being weird yeah. going on SNL and, like, doing the acting. Because then it's going to be, like, awkward. Um, but someone who's, like, so ready to put it all out there. And Harry really, really was and did such an amazing job. Um, I'm scrolling past the, the notes that I wrote down Painful. forever since New York song discussion. So sad. Um but we will get to it all. Um, this has been a long episode anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know what you thought about this episode. Um, again, we talked about everything from the Rolling Stone magazine to Harry acting on SNL. And uh, and also, if there's specific parts about the Rolling Stone um, magazine that you want us to talk about, let me know on Twitter. I have stuff that I'm already planning to talk about, um, but I want to make sure I cover all the parts that you guys are interested in. So just hit us up on Twitter um, and give us your feedback on anything you heard today on the show. Thank you so much for listening to episode 95 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I am Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. And then you can head over to iTunes, rate and review, and subscribe on iTunes, or get the SoundCloud app, or just listen on SoundCloud on your computer. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for episode 96. Bye. Bye.